podcast listeners, and welcome to what is ostensibly the second episode of Chris and Matt Abandon Their Premise, which is, in a way, the second season of a podcast that began as Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. It's like one of those shows, maybe you can think of them as like mini-series, kind of like, um, I was going to say like... The, v? Like, yeah, like V. I'm trying to think of the middle series that like have different like names after the colon. Kind of like um, mm, American know, like, Horror Story. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking I was going to go with Feud, which is another Ryan Murphy thing. But I think they only did one they only, Feud. So they only far. did one. Yeah. Yeah, which was really good. I really. Enjoyed I it. like Feud. They're supposed to do like another one, but they never did. So I was like, wait, there's not a reference I can make. But yeah, it's really like American Horror Story. Like the first season was American Horror Story, uh, Spooky House. And <laughs> yeah. And now that they're uh, American Horror Story, Spooky Car. Yeah, I think they had one that was at a carnival, which yeah, I Spooky assume, Carnival. I assume Natalie merchant showed up along maybe with the 10,000 maniacs which would be very spooky because oh my gosh i guess actually you know what it's sort of like a diminishing return on the it's kind of like uh repeated oh uh, yeah here's another maniac great yeah. it's like uh like uh, i heard i think it's like uh speaking of uh classically we do on this podcast which is um talk about more popular podcasts uh on doughboys they'll talk about um the movie 13 ghosts and like the tagline for that movie was like what's scarier than like 12 ghosts 13 ghosts and it's like it's true but at a certain point like if there's like too many ghosts it's not scary anymore because there's just so many ghosts so it's like you have a handful of maniacs and you're like oh this is real bad but you have so many maniacs and it's just like there's like an oversaturation of the maniac market and it just mm-hmm. becomes like less scary at a certain point like there's just so many maniacs some of those maniacs are going to have to turn on each other and like you know so it's like you know natalie merchant had too many maniacs at her disposal uh, yeah in the end you know for the song carnival uh, is that where this is all leading to (laughs) well you said you said spooky carnival and then i was thinking uh and you wait (laughs) Did you have to bring up Doughboys to tell that story? Is that a bit that they do? They do a bit about the, like, they've done a couple times about the movie 13 Ghosts. Oh. So I didn't want to, like, just, like, riff on their riff of, like, you know, at a certain amount of, like, of time, like, yeah. th- there's, like, too it. many ghosts to be, it's no longer spooky if it's just, like, a ton of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Doughboys, Doughboys, which is the a Doughboys. podcast about Mountain Dew. About the morning dew. Oh, they go out there, they they rate how dewy it, the grass is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, today, uh, there's a lot oh, of Oh, did it rain? Nope, yeah. just dewy. <laughs> yep. And also, it uh, could be a podcast about the dewy decibel system, the Doughboys. Yep. Like, Dubois. today, we're talking about uh, the numbers that correspond to medical texts. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, I mean, it makes sense. More sense would be like about Mountain Dew or Dewey, the youngest child on Malcolm in the Middle, or and, or Dewey, one of the Donald Duck nephews or yeah. whatever. I, Ugh, there's nothing to this bit. <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah, but it's like not that different than like. I mean, then I mean, we I guess there was we could say about our previous iteration of this podcast when we were you know writing a blockbuster movie. There was something to the bit. It wasn't good, but it was something. <laughs> and now we're sort of thrashing about like we were children who've been thrown into a pool to learn how. Yeah, to like a shark that just had its nose punched in. Yeah. Did you announce what the name of the podcast is? I said or it, we, Yeah, it's like. Would you say it's, it's Chris and Matt? abandoned their premise and we are uh we're chris and matt i'm chris morgan and i'm matt shipkowitz and we're still figuring out 
Well, because that, that'll be abandoned the premise of uh, the podcast. What if we just started recapping other podcasts? <laughs> oh, a podcast that recaps other podcasts. That would be... So it's like, uh, so earlier, I mean, just yesterday, I was listening to the 200th episode of Doughboys, and they went to Chili's 2 at the airport in Las Vegas. They literally flew to Las Vegas just to go to the Chili's 2 because it was the closest Chili's 2 to Los Angeles, and they ate there at the Vegas airport and then flew back. Wow. Yeah, that's dedication <laughs> to the podcast. It's a great recap of uh, that episode of the Do Boys. Yeah, yeah. Their guest was Ava Anderson, who was also their guest in their first episode ever when they went to regular Chili's. Yeah, I can see that this wouldn't work because this is a very boring idea. Yeah. I mean, Hearing also- about a podcast is legitimately one of like the worst things that someone could tell you about. Yeah, it's like it's not like talking about like there's not because not like plot or form. It's like talking about a movie. It's like oh well, this yeah. thing happened in the story. It's like oh that's interesting. Or like, yeah, like, talking about a conversation two people had. Yeah, it's like so yeah. Then Nick made a joke about Mitch's weight, and then Mitch got really angry for no reason. And then Mitch was kind of a bully, but he he's one of those people who's like acts like he's like really persecuted and like life's like hard to him. But then he's also like a real like sort of like vicious step has bullied people, and he doesn't even seem to like realize it. Uh-huh, it's my hot Mike Mitchell take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really taking it speaking truth to power here. Yeah, the power that is Mike Mitchell, <laughs> former member of the Birthday Boys. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So yeah, this podcast, we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, kind of like Summer Sanders, trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, no. <laughs> You're getting slimed for that. Yeah, it was like the thing, because it, it, like, it was like a, a sliming was like based on you're doing something that like it's like oh if uh, somebody says um like i don't know like somebody scratches their nose they get slimed and like summer sanders would be like say uh that guy kevin who played like the stagehand and all that uh, or mo from uh guts who uh one time she's like i have very pale legs and then she showed her legs to people and like uh apparently a lot of uh young lesbians had a very of various sexual awakenings to Mo from Nickelodeon's guts. I've heard that before. So way to go, Mo. <laughs> way to get this those. Is a, this is a part of our regular segment. What lesbians are up to? Yeah, man. Who better to talk about? Still so talking about than you, Chris Morgan, <laughs> cis hetero man. Yeah, the two straight. Well, I was gonna say two straight white guys. Our race has nothing to do with it. But that's what we were talking about. Uh, what Keenan and Kel are up to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, liking orange soda on television. That was mostly Kel. That was Kel's yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, and then apparently the guy who I haven't had orange to... soda in a very long time, but no. I imagine it would be unpalatable today. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be so... Like, I mean, I, I haven't had soda, like... And I, I call it soda even though I'm from pop country. Uh, I don't like to say pop. <laughs> yeah, you're from, you're from the pop country charts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a little Nas X. Yeah, you're a little Nas X. Uh, I know that's my one reference I know to both country music and hip hop. I otherwise don't know shit about either of those genres. Well, I was talking about pop country, so I guess a better example would yeah. have been like Taylor Swift. I guess I don't know any Taylor Swift songs. Uh, well, Shake It Off I've heard of, but that's uh, not a country song. No, I don't know any of her country songs. I know Shake It Off exists. I know uh, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together exists. I think that's one of the country pop songs, isn't it? I have no idea. I've heard none of her songs, uh, so I can't speak truth to power on Taylor Swift. I'm yeah, gonna you're, you're not going to take her down like you took down Mike Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> no. Hey, she released an album called 1989, and then 
Ryan Adams did a cover of it. I realize now Ryan Adams is probably covering it because he's trying to, uh, like, you know, it's like a way for him to try and, like, flirt with her because he turned out to be a creep who preyed on young musical artists. Uh, so, fuck you, Ryan Adams. <laughs> I just realized now that was like, a, it's kind of like, you know, a real extreme version of making a mixtape for somebody. He's, he's, he realized now he was all trying to give, you know. So you're you're apl- you're applying this motive to his writing of the album, or I guess his playing of the album. Yeah, I guess? he did like a cover version of 1989. Okay, like I mean, I'll go along with it. I don't know what proof you have to that. I mean, I do agree with the sentiment. Fuck Ryan Adams for sure. I just it seems like you know like knowing what we know now about Ryan Adams yeah it really makes you rethink his entire catalog specifically that one time he released an album of covers yeah he covered the entirety of 1989 it seemed weird it's like why is Ryan Adams doing this but we know he's into young particularly seemingly young younger blonde artists with mm. Mandy Moore and Phoebe Bridgers and mm. all these various artists He's got a type, and we know he's predatorial. And now that we're not doing the old podcast, I don't kind of have to do like a bit version of myself where I'm like, yeah. you know, kind of in character. I can just like say things and be like having actual opinions as opposed mm-hmm. to being quasi. Well, this like, is this is a, this is less of an opinion and more of an obsession that you have, where you're just like in a room right right now, filled with pictures of Taylor Swift and Ryan Adams and strings of yarn. Well, just like I connecting. Do, I, I mean. I do have a framed like um, drawing of Phoebe Bridgers on my wall, so I am a big fan of Phoebe Bridgers, which is uh, the fact that like you know Ryan Adams who produced her uh, seminal album and her only album, Stranger in the Alps, uh, and I was like, oh that's interesting or whatever. But then like she was one of the people who was like, oh Ryan Adams is a creep. I was like, hey, it's one thing to mess with Mandy Moore, singer of Candy from my childhood, but it's another thing altogether to mess with Phoebe Bridgers, an artist of whom I'm a, a big fan. Mm. Uh, so uh, this I, is uh, maybe something that does not like you know fit congruously to whatever this podcast is going to be um, serious rants about uh, predatory pop- musicians. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say as long as we're throwing our, our hats into the opinions about Ryan Adams, a topic that no one is talking about anymore. Um, uh, I read that book, Meet Me in the Bathroom, about the New York indie rock uh, explosion of the two thousands, mm-hmm. and they had nothing but awful things to say about Ryan oh, Adams. I never read that book. I read I Want My MTV, the oral history of the early days of MTV. There's is nothing, Ryan about, a- nothing no. about Ryan Adams in that no. in the book that uh, that's presumably <laughs> set twenty years before his breakthrough songs. No, that's just another book, of another oral history about music. Uh, there's a lot about Millie Vanilli in there. Oh. There's uh, yeah, and there's a, a lot, lot of references to our former podcasts in this. Oh yeah, that's episode. what I mean. As if we're logging, as if we're logging for the old days. Mentioned, <laughs> mentioned a show featuring D- Danny Tamborelli. Did not mention yeah. Danny Tamborelli's no, name though. Yeah, yeah. I saw him recently on an episode. He was watching well, an episode. He was there was a the the popular trivia application HQ was doing the '90s week. And they had a Nickelodeon day, and who appeared on that episode? But Danny Tamborelli and Mike Morona, aka the brothers Pete from The Adventures of Pete and Pete, an all-time classic uh, television program. They showed up. Uh, you know, they both still look spry and young, even though they're probably in their forties by now. Maybe not little Pete, but I imagine Mike Morona. He's like still looking. He's a youthful man uh, who uh, you know is able to still you know do his uh, yep. Big Pete sort of like thing for uh, a world of nostalgia such as myself. We're like, hey, look, it's Big Pete from the adventures of P 
Pete and Pete, aka the A of P and percent P. Okay. Yep. So we're still figuring out what this podcast is going to be. Yep. <laughs> uh, I was thinking maybe what we should do is try mm-hmm. and think of segments we could do for a podcast uh, and then try them out or something and see like, okay. if any of them are good. Or, yeah. or not. And then, like, maybe this could be a podcast that's a series of segments, or maybe one of those segments will be good enough. It could become an entire podcast uh, in and of itself. Uh, now, I'm springing that on you in real time, giving okay. you no time to Yeah, you did not tell me that we would be doing this. <laughs> it's an idea I had a couple days ago, and I could have told you. But to be fair, I also didn't think of anything that could be segments, really. <laughs> okay, our, so we're our, just going to brainstorm some segments. Our, yeah, our old podcast had a classic segment uh, that we... Trying to remember 30 Rock jokes? Yeah, yeah a classic segment. Classic uh, segment. I remember that was actually written about uh, the great book of great segments. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, uh, it came along with um, uh, in the year two thousand from Conan. Uh, of course, Jay Walking from the Jay Leno show. Where uh, oh, I love Jay. Jay Leno would like you know, and the, and the parody of the Dave Letterman shows. Uh, can I? Can you sell me a hot dog? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, when Jay Leno, of course, Jay Walking would uh, go out and like talk to like a hundred people until one person said something dumb, and then that person was excoriated on television. Uh, and I assume it's the and same. Jimmy Kimmel, I think, sold stole that bit. Yeah. He did like a thing where like he'll like he like make up like bands or whatever and then like talk to people like and be like oh look at this person who was like willing to accept the premise this band existed not because they didn't know who you were or just humoring you on like you know feeling uncomfortable that some stranger is yeah. coming up to talk to them on the road and on the street about some band and just like trying to be polite and so it's like scoring at them for pretending and humoring you and saying they heard of a band and like be like oh look at this asshole uh, mm-hmm. like he doesn't cool. read the news obsessively yeah uh, good old or of course the great Jimmy Kimmel bit where every year for Halloween he has parents tortures torture their kids <laughs> it's like uh, and like it's like uh, oh yeah what a great bit like being mean to children for the entertainment of uh, we're really I really do have to admit I do get a lot of enjoyment out of this oh man I, I uh, hate children that's not entirely true but no, I don't look, like them very much I'm not like a I'm not like a children having man. All my dating profile says doesn't want. I'm not children. a children. I'm not a children having man. <laughs> All my dating profiles make it very clear I'm not up for having children with the ladies of the world. But <laughs> even so, I'm. I here's like, here's a, here's a segment that we could do. How's that working out for you? In which I ask you, how's that working out for you? Sure. And the first thing we'll ask out uh, ask out ask about that is uh, how's it feel? Well, like look. All the dating apps have like a thing for like, do you want children or not? Because at a certain point in time, it becomes a germane question because I don't want to waste any ladies' times out there. I don't want to be like... Any more than you're already going <laughs> yeah. to, that is. Look, my very, <laughs> the very act of being with me in a relationship is a waste a of time. A waste of time, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. But if your end goal involves having a child, it's an even bigger waste of time. It's like a waste of time we can avoid. Like, yeah. you have to realize... If, I mean, you might think, I'm wasting my time just being with him, but at least yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to get that sweet, sweet semen. But let me tell you something... <laughs> That seed is not for con- conception. No, I like in the Bible. I spill my seed on the ground, and it is a mortal sin. Or, I don't know if it's a mortal sin, but I know the Bible. It's a mortal sin to <laughs> spill your seed on the ground. Oh boy! No, I don't think it's mortal. I think the one that's like I, I think it's, it's an like, immortal sin. Yeah, it's like, it's like a tricky thing. It's like the one. It's like a sin where you have to live forever on planet Earth, which is why there's so many immortal people because everybody be you know. 
Uh, men be spilling their seed on the ground. <laughs> men be spilling their seed on the ground. That's from my uh, when I used to do Def Comedy Jam. <laughs> like, be like, men be spilling their seed on the ground. You ever notice that white people spill their seed on the ground like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I spilled my seed on the ground and then okay. Because uh, <laughs> you have to do like a nerdy white guy when you're doing Def Comedy Jam, and then that, you know, not to say that you are a nerdy white guy. Uh, I'm pretty fly for a white guy. That Osprey song was about me. And now I got a tattoo where I asked for a 13, but they drew a 31. I don't know the reference. I don't know if that's supposed to be anything. Also, I don't understand like, that reference either. That's just like a bad tattoo artist. Also, and yeah. How is it that guy's fault? Why, why are we putting the blame on the guy wanting the tattoo? It's on the tattoo well, artist for being like a I think if you get a 13 tattoo, that's considered to be uncool. Uh, and then, like, but then you get your comeuppance because the tattoo artist fucks up their job. And, and like, look, if you're getting, like, your tattoo, like, on your chest or something, you're not able to see that. You're laying back on that tattoo chair. You don't see it until it's done. I've gotten tattoos done, and, like, you know, I don't see it until it's, like, over unless it's on my arm. I can watch the tattoo artist do it. Like, you can't really see the tattoo if it's on your leg. Or if you're getting a tattoo, you know, on your, like, you know, like, your uh, back or something, it's, like, you're not, like, you know, if you're getting, like, a, a tramp stamp with a number 13 or 13 13 Mockingbird Lane which is where Dude, the you're gonna get you're gonna get you know lower back tattoo of 13 13 Mockingbird Lane <laughs> just your tribute to the Munsters you love the Munsters you did you get over that you get a tattoo of a uh, Herman <laughs> Munster but like the the version in color where it looks like a nightmarishly bluish yeah and, like, and then it's like uh or you get like a, a tattoo of like a grandpa mustard coming out of your asshole or whatever oh god I feel like the perfect Munster's asshole tattoo would be like their dog, Fido, I think his name was, the dog, the dragon that lived under the stairs. Or Fido or Spot or something. Yeah, it had a like, doggy name. Yeah, as like, was like a dragon that would like roar and the whole house yeah. would shake and like mm-hmm. stuff would fall. Also, when Herman Munster would stop, the house would shake and stuff would fall. They loved to, I guess like oh, there's a lot of bits about uh, the house shaking. The Munster's house had very poor um, foundation. It was old, man. That house needed some work done. It was a creaky-ass house. Now, was every episode of that show about um, their daughter Marilyn dating some boy, bringing him home, and then being freaked out by all the monsters? I feel like that was the premise of every single episode of The Monsters was about, oh, Marilyn's got a new boyfriend, and oh, no, she she brought her home, and then they all assumed that they were being scared away by... Marilyn's looks or what have you. Some episodes. Oh yeah, I do love that. Is really funny to me <laughs> where they all they all pretend that Marilyn's the weird looking one. Yeah. I do love that. Uh, some episodes are about uh, Eddie dealing with some issues at school, considering, uh, con- uh, uh, including like being a uh, you know kind of uh, made fun of for being a lycanthrope. Yeah. Yeah, this is from our new segment. This is, uh, this is early. Dog. This is before the days of the rise of the lichens. Yeah, way before that. Then it became cool to be a lichen throat. But yeah. we know poor Eddie. You know, it's like how before like being a nerd became cool, and now like you're like you know like and like nerds were, like got a hard time in school, but now like it's like yeah. cool to be a nerd or whatever. Or that that's was what cool I, to be a nerd. From what I learned from watching the movie Twenty One Jump Street several years ago, it used yeah. to be like lame to be like a lichen throat, and then all of a sudden like all the kids want to be lycanthropes and like you know kids are appropriating lycanthrope culture and like you know like uh like you know with like uh like 
like I guess I don't know, like glue hair to their face or something. I don't know how you <laughs> yeah, would that's, that's how they're appropriating like it's a culture. At gluing moon. hair to their face. Uh, I don't know, howling at the moon or something. Yeah, or being shot by conventional bullets <laughs> and being fine because they didn't have silver in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> they are actively being shot by conventional bullets and then actively being okay with it. Yeah, because like it not, it's not hurting them because they're sure they only silver only baby. <laughs> That, yep, from the our new segment, um, Monsters Talk. That's a, that's a <laughs> I, honestly, I would love this whole show to just be Monsters Talk. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Uh, it's uh, also we could talk about famous monsters such as the Mummy, yeah, Dracula, from, from and the Dark Henry universe. Kissinger. <laughs> yeah, he's a very oh, Henry Kissinger in the Dark Universe. Yeah. Oh, that, I can't wait. Who should play Henry Kissinger when they get to him in the Dark mm, Universe? I say Stephen Root. Ooh, that wouldn't be. That's not bad casting. A uh, Stephen Root. Uh, as Henry Kissinger in the, but like dark universe. Uh, <laughs> dark universe. Honestly, I would love a dark universe that's like all of the monsters, including Henry Kissinger. Yeah. It's like he's like you know, uh, hanging. He's like and then like he's helping uh, Russell Crowe's Doctor Jekyll slash Mister Hyde, and like he's like uh, like they go to like uh, some place like uh, to try and like convince the United Nations about the threat of like mummies or whatever. And it's like uh, Stephen Root is like that'd be a good role for Stephen Root. To like you know, because yeah. like get a like major role. I mean, maybe I think Henry Kissinger would probably be like the Hawkeye equivalent. Yeah, he doesn't get his own movie. Yeah, but he's like he's all and everyone there. hates him. Yeah, and then he gets like a weird haircut, and people will talk about that on the internet or whatever. It's like, what's the yeah? Deal what with? they're like? What's up with Hawkeye's hair? And he's like, I don't know. What else are we gonna talk about when it comes to Hawkeye? Yeah, shooting like arrows, like you know, like he's yeah, like USB a, drive arrows. Yeah. All the things that uh, he does, thumb drive arrows. Uh, remember all that thumb drive riff we had in the movie, Seth Christ colon ballistic reckoning. Oh, those yeah. were the days. Uh, those were the days. Though, yeah. That also here's another here's a here's a segment idea. Uh, we you know we talked on the other po- on our various podcasts and a lot of times like old professional wrestlers and like press trust wrestling from like the 80s and 90s would show up a lot and there used to be a popular on deadspin uh, wrestling column called the the dead wrestler of the week where uh the writer dave shoemaker would talk about an old wrestler who had died we could have a segment that turns out on his head it's the live wrestler of the week where we talk about an old professional wrestler who's still alive but he's like still like an old-timey professional wrestler uh but he's alive and that that like you know so it's like it's like a less it's like a, a less sort of like negative and somber thing because we're talking this about this is what are you you just want to talk about a, a, a living wrestler yeah it's like old professional wrestlers are still alive like uh there's like that professional wrestling character um the goon uh that was like he was like a professional wrestling like hockey player do you i don't know if you re- you remember the goon who was um like, vaguely he's like he's like his whole gimmick he wrestled in the professional wrestling. I'm looking him up right now. I meant to make sure he's still alive so it can be the segment. He is. The real his real name was Bill Irwin. You hear, you hear that, folks? The goon qualifies yeah. for the segment. <laughs> Bill Irwin, born September 17th, 1954, 64 years old, but still. Uh, oh, he debuted in 1979. Retired in 1996, which is basically when he was wrestling as the goon. He was a hockey. A uh, hockey character who was kicked out of every league he ever participated in. Uh, he the gimmick did not last long as he left a few months after arriving. But anyways, 
Yeah, so this is a character I remember from my childhood watching wrestling because I loved hockey, and he was like a wrestling hockey player. He was like basically gimmick because like he was a wrestling, he was like a goon, and he was like he was kicked out of like hockey because he was too rough for hockey even. And he had he came is this up, just a character based on Happy Gilmore? It could be. It was 1996, so it's like you know. I think that's actually a couple years before Happy Gilmore. I think Happy Gilmore. No, it's actually about just when Happy Gilmore came out. I think Happy Gilmore came out in 1996. There was certainly in the zeitgeist at the time. There was yeah. something about hockey play, disgraced hockey players. Yeah. Apparently. Well, yeah, but like, so like he came out. He like, like he had like a, he wore like a jersey. He had like stick and he had gloves. But he also had like his boots were made to look like hockey skates, which is weird. Whoa. And his like his finisher was like he would like go outside the ring and he would like run full speed to a guy and sort of like check him. And then he'd go back into the ring to get, like, a counter victory. So he's the only professional wrestler I recall who his whole shtick was getting, uh, like, count-out victories. Like, the count-out is, like, the most boring kind of victory mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. It takes so long. Yeah. There's, like, count And, like, event. no one ever gets it. Yeah. Right? That never happens. Yeah. I remember I used to do that sometimes in wrestling video games yeah, another thing we've talked about on former podcasts <laughs> uh where like if a guy was like p- particularly hard to pin i would just try to get him counted out yeah like uh or try and like go to into, go to him into a disqualification i don't think you could go like a, a character into a disqualification though like i don't know if like a computer would ever get themselves dq'd because like i remember like you could like i don't know a single person who ever like played with like disqualifications like on in the rest, in yeah it's like when you play like hockey I think video games that in the like career modes of those games you had to play with it on. yeah but like uh like it's like when you're playing like a hockey video game like nobody like ever has like icing on or whatever like they just like people just like turn that off basically always yeah they they like a, they like no icing on their cake yeah it's they like, turn the icing off just uh sponge <laughs> or like just I mean, yeah just sponge <laughs> no icing just the just the cake part just that um basic vanilla yeah it's like uh just the, just the just the cake, ma'am. Yep. What was that, Dragnet? Yep. Uh, indeed it was, Dragnet. Uh, that's a show I watched as a child. and It was like when I was like six years old, it was like my favorite show, even though it was about like Jack Webb like uh, railing against hippies because like, he, like, he was like an old conservative man who hated hippies. And uh, there's a famous episode uh, about the blue boy who was like, uh, he was like a hippie who was like a boy who painted his face half blue and half yellow and he was always dropping acid. And by the end of the episode, he had died from doing too much acid. And cool. it's like, the, yep, it's the most famous famous episode of Dragnet, which is a show that starred Jack Webb as Sergeant Joe Friday. And, of course, they made a movie in the 80s starring Thomas Hanks and Daniel Aykroyd. Thomas uh, Hanks. <laughs> nobody ever calls him that. It's kind of like nobody ever calls Thomas Hayden Church Tom Hayden Church, uh, which, you know, it's like role reversal. It's a Freaky Friday of names. Yep, it's a true Freaky Friday of names, just calling someone by their full name. Yep, and that's the segment to Live Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> it's not a good segment. I don't think any of these segments are going to make it, TV. I don't know. I mean, uh, Monster Talk uh, has some potential legs. Uh, Monster Talk. Uh, we What was the segment we did before that? I don't even remember. So oh, how's that going right. for you? Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, so these are some segments. We could have... Um, Let's see, we could have like uh, a segment where we play Would You Rather? <laughs> no, wait, that's from County Bang Bang. So, uh, let's see here. We could, uh, uh, there uh, could be a segment uh, called Here's What Else You Need to Know Today. Oh, wait, no, that's from the New York Times, the Daily yeah. Podcast. We could do uh, Good Use of Polling, Bad Use of Polling. No, that's from 538 Politics Podcast. <laughs> uh, 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 
let's see. Here. That's a cool noise. That'll sound good on the podcast. Yeah. We, that could be a segment where we just make noises while we oh, try to I'm think. All, of I'm all for that. Segments like. What is that? A sprinkler? It could be. Yeah, like uh, Millhouse. That one episode of The Simpsons is like, what's yeah. your favorite kind of sprinkler? That kind of goes. Or. But you also have to be able to see the gestures, which you can't see me make. Nope. This is, uh, I can't see them. The nope. listener can't see them. Nope. Uh, so we're about wrapping up here. Yeah. That's a segment we could talk about uh, things that uh, get wrapped. For example, individual slices of American cheese. I can tell you one thing that gets unwrapped. Any uh, topic of conversation on the show, unwrapped. Oh, yeah. Mark Summers. That's another guy with a t- connection to the old Nickelodeon. I don't know if he yep. ever appeared on Figure It Out. Probably not because he would hate to be slimed because he's famously um, obsessive-compulsive and like to keep things neat and tidy. Uh, I remember learning that as a child, and it was one of the first sort of like celebrity sort of like gossipy things that I ever yeah, had. Yeah, that, that was truly the, did you know that Charlie and the waitress are married in real life of the <laughs> 90s? Yeah. Like, Just like a fact that doesn't really have any bearing on anyone, yeah. but everyone loves to share. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, like, or, I, or of course, that fact that Marilyn Manson had his bottom ribs taken yeah. out so he could suck his own dick. <laughs> and then also he was secretly Paul from the Wonder <laughs> Years. A lot of rumors about Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, uh, why not have him? He had, like, his whole crazy look. You know, he taught us that we're all stars now in the dope show, which is a valuable lesson for me to learn as a young, a young man to learn that, you know, uh, I was a star in the dope show. Uh, and that also, like... Um, Celebrity Deathmatch. He was very popular with. Uh, yeah, he was like the hero of Celebrity yeah. Deathmatch. He was like, you know, number one. And like, there's also, speaking of like urban legends that often got passed around, there's like, like uh, when like Hansen was like uh, killed in their episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. Like the, the, the rumor legend I always heard was that um, the bad members of Hansen like cried after they were like, like in real life after their claymation versions got they killed. all they all <laughs> they all like started crying because like as it was airing they could feel their their images being killed or they all watched it together and then cried together I guess that's the premise that they saw it and then they were so upset there's no way no, that that's true no of course not especially the oldest one by that point was like it is like early 20s he's not gonna give a shit about like claymation they probably, probably thought, it was, like, thought awesome. it was cool yeah it's like that's awesome like and plus, they have no sense. It's like all about like, oh, Hanson. They're a bunch of pretty boys with no sense of humor. So fragile that the idea of them being killed in clay made them upset. It's like no, it's like an absurd sort of like uh, thing that like you know like a like a like a seventh. And only boy. an idiot could believe. Yeah, like a, a seventh grade boy would be like, oh man, Hanson's so lame. Did you hear that when they got killed on somebody's death match? They I can't like, imagine someone telling me that. I can't, I can't imagine you just telling <laughs> I think I even heard Marilyn Manson share that story. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I heard that. I thought it was pretty well, cool. I think he should. I just think Marilyn Manson should probably step up to the new Radicals challenge. Because yeah. I heard that Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. You're all fake. Front of your mansion. <laughs> yeah. Fashion shows with Beck and Hanson. Hey, Hanson. They got thrown down. They got lumped in with Marilyn Manson. All I know Beck. is uh, Marilyn Manson stole my girlfriend. That's the MXPX songs. I think that's an MXPX song. Uh, the um, uh, sort of like Christian pop punk band. Oh, how can I forget MXPX? Yeah. Marilyn Manson stole my All right. girlfriend. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. She used to believe in God. Oh, God. Now she believes in sin. <laughs>
It was, uh, uh, yeah, so. It's much more Christian than I remember them being. I do know that they were on a Christian label. Yeah. Um, yep, so this is Chris and Matt, uh, Ben, the premise, episode two. And <laughs> Chris and Matt, unable to come up with a new premise. <laughs> nope, the premise is still TBD. Uh, but for now, uh, Gabber Media is the home, our home and native land for... So, Check them out for other podcasts uh, that are better and more organized than this. Uh, we're on Twitter. If you have any ideas for segments or pro- podcast premises, tweet them to us. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Chris X Morgan. I am at M Shimkowitz. And uh, give us a follow uh, subscription on the various. Uh, <laughs> give us a follow. Why don't you? I was going to say, like, <laughs> please. Fo- maybe maybe that should be a segment. Please follow us. Yeah. And subs- please follow us. Please. And then subscribe on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> please. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can subscribe on like Stitcher or Spotify or whatever, but if you can, our podcast is there too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and then eventually we'll figure out what we're doing. But until then, uh, this keep been... watching the stars. <laughs> yep, this has been Chris and Matt abandon their premise. Thank you for listening. <laughs> what about this for a sign off? Chris and Matt abandon their premise, and this is Chris and Matt abandoning this episode. <laughs> Sounds good to me. This is Chris and Matt abandoning this episode.